Okay, Explorers, welcome to episode 24. As always, I'm joined by the beautiful Taylor, all the way from Canada. Hello. And the young and wise old guy Jedi himself, <laughs> Jimmy, from Kansas. Howdy. So, we'll start with you, Taylor. How have you been this week and what have you been up to? Um, it's been a good week. I, uh, I actually, you know what? I started reading The Rising Storm. The Higher Public book, so that's my new uh, book that I'm reading right now. Nice. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it's been good. It's going by pretty quick, so. Good cool, week, what about days. you? Yeah, um, just trading some Belizean troops, obviously over in Belize. Internet's hit and miss, so I've been unable to get online too much. Right. Still working my way through uh, Cataclysm as well. I've got about two hours left to listen to that, uh, apart from dying in 35 degree heat and a ridiculous amount of humidity. I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> what about you, Jimmy? Uh, it's been a good week. We had um, our league. Uh, weather has dropped. Weather has gotten cold, which is nice because we haven't had any good weather for the kids. Now it's freezing cold. Now we're all complaining that it's too cold. That's how Kansas <laughs> yeah. goes. It's either hot or it's cold. Um, but, no, we had a really great uh, league meet. You know, we did some things that I wasn't sure we could do. And then um, – Yesterday, I got to go to my first, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound pretty white when I say this, but my first quinceanera. So one of my students turned 15, <laughs> she's Hispanic, and they had this big party, and I've never been to one before, and I got invited, so we went and checked that out, and that was pretty cool. Nice. It's just, uh, it's going to kind of tie into my force encounters this week, but yeah, that was really exciting to go see and to see how, you know, different cultures do different things, That's so cool. it's pretty fun. It was a good week. That's cool. super fun. <laughs> Happy days. Awesome. So without any ado then. Let's head over to our Force Encounters. Okay then, so what have we got then for this week's Force Encounters? All right. Um, I guess I'll start since uh, I just said, kind of gave it away. So I went to that 15th birthday party. I'm not going to avoid saying it again because I know I sound, sound pretty terrible when I say it. Um, <laughs> but... You know, I was just thinking, sitting there thinking about it, you know, and we, we, we love Star Wars and Star Wars is all about family and all that. And I was just kind of fun to watch all these. I mean, I knew nobody there. I knew the young lady. I've had her in class for like six or seven weeks, I guess nine weeks, technically. Um, and got there and these people invited us to sit with them. I took my wife and I took Vanessa, our exchange student from Mexico. And she hadn't really been to, to one like this. It's very different they do it in the United States and everything, but right. it was cause cool. Cause it was like family. And then I started thinking about star Wars and I was thinking like, <laughs> if I wasn't, if I lived in a star Wars galaxy, I think I'd have the same profession as a teacher or like a, you know, not really a Dr. Afro kind of character, but someone like that goes out and just explores kind of like, uh, what's the, what's the guy from, um, Jedi survivor. What's the Jedi master BD one's oh, original uh... master. Cordova. I can't believe I can't yeah, think of it. Yeah, Master Cordova. I think you I'd be a lot like him going out and, and uh, searching and just learning and kind of eating up all this new uh, culture and different alien species and stuff like that. Because it just it was a lot of fun. Like it was neat. It's different from what we do for birthdays, yeah. you know. And it just um, it was really cool. So that's my force encounter. <laughs> nice, fun. awesome. What about you, Taylor? You got anything? Um, actually, yeah, I kind of had an unexpected force encounter. I guess that's what they all are kind of unexpected. Hey, we, um, we had our movie night, our little family movie night the other night. And we just said, my daughter picked Wreck-It Ralph 2 to watch. And I don't know <laughs> nice. if you guys have watched Wreck-It Ralph 2. And it's like Ralph breaks the internet. But there's like this whole yeah. chunk where they're in like Disney, uh, like D the Disney website or something. And like R2-D2 is there and C-3PO is like talking to the Disney princesses. And that's actually Anthony Daniels doing that voice. I checked. And there's like First Order Stormtroopers like chasing Ralph and like the little vanilla pea chick. Yeah. And 
like the falcons like <laughs> flying and there's like there's like x-wings like they're like flying through it was just like i was like what is going on it's like this isn't the kids show that my kid usually picks every friday like super secret life of pets <laughs> or something horrible so it was great it was great i was like what are we even watching <laughs> <laughs> so it's good so if you haven't watched that movie watch it because it's actually quite interesting so. <laughs> nice uh, not a great deal for myself just keeping on top of uh, work obviously but like I mentioned last week we've been chatting secret nerd stuff uh, to one of the guys um, it's now started obviously looking at our, our uh, Facebook page and that and Instagram so we should hopefully be reaching that magic number uh, of uh, 300 uh, so yeah, <laughs> will he be the magic three zero zero, or will it be somebody else? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Somebody give us a follow so we can hit three hundred. <laughs> you will follow Explore the Forest on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, not a great deal. So let's head over then to Batu and see what news is coming out of there. Okay, this weekend then, there's been lots and lots of reveals at New York uh, Comic Con this weekend. Uh, with new Funko Pops with more with Metal Legs. We've seen the new Ros- uh, Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka and Spirit of Yoda Figpins. There's also been some new helmets shown, the patrol officer from Solo, uh, arranging um, around the uh, $200 mark. Also, we've got the Star Wars TIE Fighter, uh, pilot um, concept Millie Bust as well. That's looking pretty sick, and we've also noticed uh, the Star Wars um, uh, trading cards by Tops. Again, I know that the Tops were quite popular at Star Wars Celebration, where they were selling them in sets um, for each uh, different timeline. I think it was a hundred pounds. I think it was for like uh, a Republic set, and each each day they'd reve- um, reveal them and release those. And I was also doing little giveaways, and they've become quite valuable now. Uh, especially to the top collectors, so wow. yeah, big uh, huh. big reveals. Anything caught your eye? Um, nothing that I should be able. Nothing I should buy. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the fire pilot would be really cool. <laughs> that had a real World War One, World War Two kind you, of Jimmy? vibe to it, with like the leather. Uh... Yeah, so I like the like the um... yeah. That mini bus was pretty cool because it had yeah. like that World War One, World War Two vibe to it, with like the leather on it. Um, yeah, the helmet looks different. Of course, I have all the mall Funko Pops, so I may end up having <laughs> to collect that one with the metal legs. We'll see. <laughs> I would love to add that patrol helmet, but it's six hundred and seventy-five dollars, <laughs> so that will not be added to my collection. Just print so, a picture of it. Yeah, just put the picture. Yeah, just print a picture of it and stick it up there. So, but yeah, all the stuff looks pretty cool. Yeah. Well, there was a ton of new reveals from the Lucasfilm publishing panel that was at uh, the Comic-Con. You can read these on StarWars.com. You can go check them out and get into them more. Um, But I'm going to attempt to read all 13 releases. So here we go. Uh, Number one, we have the Mace Windu mini-comic series in January. We have the Jango Fett mini-comic series in March. I know, how exciting is that one? Um... We're getting uh, Thrawn Alliances, written by Timothy Zahn, uh, a, a comic series in January. I don't think that's going to be a mini series, though. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, yeah. Is that the the book being made into a comic series? I, I, it has the same name, so it would be super cool if it did, right? And then we can see all the visuals and it stuff. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense with yeah. Thrawn. Yeah, talking. it is. Ahsoka about knowing Anakin coming back into. Like, everybody wants to know who Thrawn is yeah. right now, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, we have uh, two new graphic novels for uh, Star Wars hyperspace stories. There's going to be one about Qui-Gon and one about Obi-Wan. Those look super cool. Um, yeah. Release date is to be announced. Number five, we have The High Republic Phase 3 is starting, the comic series. Uh, starting in January, we have The Shadows of Starlight number four with Markeon on the front with Loden Great Storm's white, or sorry, yellow lightsaber. And then we have the Higher Public number three with Keeb Trennis and Lorna D on the front. I'm having a battle, which is super sick looking. Um, love Keeb. 
We have number six, The High Republic Adventures Continues. It'll be number three, and that'll be releasing in February. Number seven, we have The High Republic, The Lightsaber Collection. That is to be announced. Um, we The Disney shops and the Disney parks will be getting Stellan Geo's CrossGuard Lightsaber. Um they're only making five thousands of the five thousand of these. So these this is the High Republic lightsaber with the cross guards, the blue yeah. one. Yeah. With Stellan. And it's, you know what? And I feel like if Jetty uh Jetty. Jimmy, if you were actually a Jedi, you would be Stellan. Because he likes to be a teacher <laughs> and he's just he's just so good and you know, he's good at talking and you know, you're a good talker. So. <laughs> um okay, where am I? Um I need to see how much that saber is going to be, though, because that's very interesting. Uh, we're getting a visual archive of Return of the Jedi, you know, a few years late, but we're getting it now. Number <laughs> 10, the best worst jokes and puns from a galaxy far, far away. So it's a dad joke book, which I'll I'm obviously going to have to get. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get that. <laughs> I have the Star Wars Mad Libs books, book, like three of them, and they're pretty fun. Um, but they're really old. Um, number 11. We have the Dark Horse Trials from the Death Star, and it's just going to be here just in time for Halloween. Um, well, that'll be cool. Uh, the High Republic character encyclopedia is also coming. Yes. Yeah. For that. um, that'll be awesome. That one's going to have these three characters in it too, right? Yeah. Yep. So that'd be Which that'll, is probably why they delayed it so much. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm glad they're not sending out three different books with three different encyclopedias. So, yeah, those encyclopedias drive me crazy sometimes. But, so they're they're like sixty bucks. They're all so expensive, but I yeah, yeah. I don't want them. Yeah, gotta wait for Christmas. Christmas is coming up, guys. Mm. And our last yep. one, we have a children's book. Uh, it's called Jedi: Brave in Every Way, and it's like an adventure between Briaga and Yoda. So, and that one's gonna be um, that's gonna be in my house like as soon as it releases because my <laughs> child will definitely want to read that. Um, so yeah, those those are my uh, three uh, reveals. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of stuff. That's pretty impressive. Lucas Publishing has been crushing it since yeah. uh, Chicago. Yeah, I mean they've always have tons of stuff going on. I mean, you can definitely, it's like we can count on them. I don't feel like we can count on Lucasfilm sometimes because yeah. things keep getting canceled and changed. But Lucas Publishing has been on it. Uh, maybe they should look at some of those people to come over and help run Lucasfilm. <laughs> so maybe bring some of those writers over to write some movies too. But yeah, so we yeah, also, right. um, not, not at New York Comic Con, but um, the Lego Group and Lucasfilm have unleashed three new Halloween-themed shorts available on Star Wars Kids. The Boo and the Brickfield tales include The Sith Witch of Mustafar, which Vader feels right feels afraid of an old legend. Mech My Day, featuring Stormtrooper who builds his own mech suit in order to confront his oh. Sith boss. Um, and that's they have those Legos or those big mech suits, so that's a kind of a clever way of them tying that in. And now all the little kids are going to want to go out and buy them off the shelves. So <laughs> you haven't gotten that one, go get it, because I'm sure it's going to get bought up now. Oh my and gosh. Mando Ween, which finds Grogu playing a terrifying trick on Din Djarin. The charming shorts blend Halloween and Star Wars for a frightfully fun time, appropriate for Jedi Masters and Younglings alike. So that'll be fun. That'd be a good um, one. Check those out. I haven't got to watch them yet. It says they're already up on that Star Wars Kids. And kind of to top off what um, a little bit of more of what Taylor said, the High Republic Phase 3 is just around the corner. Technically, it's started because we've gotten um, the first Shadows of the Starlight comic. Yeah. Came out lying last week. And then number two comes out on November 8th. And then the first Dark Horse, the High Republic comics start. And then, of course, the first book's going to drop, um, The Eye of Darkness. And that's the one you talked about with Marshawn looking all jacked like he's been to the gym last year working out. Oh, um, my gosh. That comes out November 14th. Uh. So I'm at the bit. And just real quick, too, looking at the release, before it seemed like they released three books in a month. And now it's like it's spread out like the next one's January, the next one's March. Good. That'd be nice. Um, it'll give it'll give Taylor a chance and Jack a chance to get caught up. <laughs> yeah. So oh, and maybe for me to reread it again. And but yeah, so lots of stuff, lots of fun things. New York Comic Con didn't seem to be getting a lot of hype online. I haven't really seen nah. much yeah. from an Adam convention, which is kind of sad. Um, but again, the writer strikes and all that stuff have changed, and the, you know, 
So we'll see. Hopefully the actor strikes get sorted here soon and we can move on and we'll have some really good news coming down the line. Yeah. So. <laughs> Happy days. And that wraps up this week's news. Okay, so this week then we are going to be covering Mortis. Yeah, so um, this is something we talked about. We started, you know, obviously there's all these rumors flying around Ahsoka, and it seems like we can't get away from the show <laughs> yet. I mean, there's lots <laughs> of stuff going on in Star Wars, but we keep getting pulled back into this, um, you know, Ahsoka and the things that wrapped around it. Of course, Dave Filoni, big part of the Clone Wars, obviously a massive part, the whole part of uh, the Ahsoka series. Um, but if you don't know, and I was kind of surprised, I don't know about you guys, but when I went back to rewatch it this week, I thought it was going to be like season five, four or five, and it was season yeah. three. I was I kind of surprised. So early. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. And then I went through and I looked at just, just you know, shout out to season three. I went through and I looked at season three. That is an intense season of the Clone Wars. If you haven't watched mm-hmm. Clone Wars, just dive into season three. You won't be disappointed. But um, how this episode ties into so, of course, if you've watched Ahsoka. The ending, all right, so spoilers. I'm going to give you five <laughs> seconds to turn this thing off real quick, all right? Um, but Balin, unfortunately, was only in it for about five seconds, but he is pretty important. He's standing there. He's standing on the statue, and if you don't know the Clone Wars, you have no idea. Maybe if you watched Rebels, you would have them because they show up in Rebels as well, but um, he's standing on the statue of the Father, pointing out to this beacon of light way down you know the valley of these mountains and stuff like that so with all the rumors and it finally came true you know you had you had the father you had the son and of course there was one that was crumbled and we're all assuming that's the daughter yeah Um, we can tie into some things here we're going to dive into this arc it's three episodes um like we said so episode well first off we're going to talk we're going to let you guys hear what dave filoni has to say about um the Mortis God. So here comes Dave. This is a few years ago, I believe. The Mortis God were a concept created by George when we worked on Clone Wars, and he had us do this arc that basically dealt with Anakin being tested by these force wielders, George called them, to see if he was this prophesized chosen one, which seemed to be a common prophecy among many different force wielding groups. And they were the first creation by George of somebody other than a Jedi or a Sith that could wield the Force and do it mm-hmm. on an almost godlike level. So I'd been working on somewhat history of what they are really and where could they have come from and what all that meant back when we did Clone Wars and then I resurrected it here in Rebels to tie things a bit together and make certain storylines possible. All right, so that's Dave talking about what would be season five of Rebels then, I guess, right? Isn't yeah. that with the the world between worlds and all that stuff. So um, that's kind of cool that um, George actually created them and then they brought them all together for this. And now it's tying, you got the Clone Wars being tied in with the Rebels and of course Rebels being tied in with Ahsoka and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But the very first episode, uh, season three, episode 15, it was called The Overlords. And if you've watched the Clone Wars, there's always a little quote. The quote mm-hmm. for this episode was, Balance is found in the one who faces his guilt. This episode is all about guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, just real quick, what did you guys think of the episode? Like, just, you know, right off the top. I mean, I hadn't watched him in a long time until we decided to do this um, a while back. But what did you guys think of the episode? It's it's really out of the blue. Like, I mean, I guess all Clone <laughs> Clone Wars arcs are just randomly out of the blue because they're so scattered all over the place. But the episode before the Mortis arc is actually like an episode with the witches of Dathomir, like the Mother Talzin and stuff. So that's kind of cool how it's like the one right before this one is also with the witches and Ahsoka had witches and so on, so on. Um, but yeah, this this there was a lot of information in this first episode because. They're trying to explain like what's going on, where you are. It's a it's a big smack in the face. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, you, Jack. Yeah, I know. I agree with Taylor. You're so used to Clone Wars being sort of action packed, and I think this one slows it down a little bit. But it makes sense. Having now listened to that clip, obviously, if you've watched it recently, it makes more sense that it's it's building that other universe and possible story arcs 
because um, it really mm-hmm. does slow everything right down, and it's sort of you sort of think it's like a filler episode, so to speak. It's just just put in there. Um, obviously, the more you stick with Star Wars, the longer you, you go on the ride, the more you see it start to start to come out a bit more, and you know it does make a, a bigger picture. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It seems like it would have been kind of random. And I tell you what, I didn't watch Clone Wars when it was re- it was coming out on what uh, the Cartoon Network. That would have been maddening having to wait a week for these. You know, it's kind of like when we're watching Bad Batch or the other shows, animated yeah. shows, where you're getting 23 minutes. Like this arc, you want to sit down, you want to binge it because um, you want to yeah. get to it. But uh, it would have been a little maddening. But this arc, this it starts out, and I even went back to uh, make sure I hadn't missed anything in like the previous episodes. And it just starts out with uh, the news flash. You know, the guy's voice comes on and starts talking about what's mm-hmm. happening and a Jedi code that hasn't been heard for two thousand years. Two thousand years. Two thousand years um, gets, and then Ahsoka, Anakin, Kenobi are sent. Captain Rex is sent on um, a ship separately, and they're we're all supposed to meet at there. this one point. Yeah. Um, you know, our crew, and that doesn't. And again, a lot of this is going to tie into Ahsoka, but they're flying in an ETA class shuttle called a Jedi Ambassador shuttle. It's the same ship that uh, that Balin and Balin had come in and land on and of course Ezra at the end but um so they're flying they get to this coordinates and there's no one there like Rex and his ship can't find them they can't see him um and then they see this like cube looking thing I even know it's like a big diamond cube, like a diamond yeah diamond yeah. thank you yeah um <sighs> and they kind of they get pulled into it and the next thing you know my notes say they wake up in or on Mortis Right, because yeah. there's all this argument: if it's Mortis an actual place, or is it like world between worlds where it's somewhere else? Um, and then I'll, I'll turn this over to you guys in a second. But Kenobi says, "I don't even know if we're in our own galaxy." Yes, yeah, so Obi Wan has no idea. Obviously, uh, if they're in the right universe, galaxy, uh, whatever. I think Mortis is is a thing, maybe a living thing uh, that, that sort of consumes people. I think. Um, Takes on quite a psychedelic sort of of trip or something, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But it but it but it is odd because I think one of the biggest questions from the episode is how are they receiving that message so strongly, but there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they're receiving it from that location, and like Rex's ship got there, and there was nothing there. Unless they knew they were going to be in this spot and they just sucked them. I don't know. I don't, it's technology that we won't understand. Because <laughs> the, um, we'll find out later that it's the father, but I think it's the, yeah. in the episode, the third episode of this arc, uh, the son is getting stronger and he says, mm-hmm. I'll be able to call any ship I want soon. So Cause the they're just kind of reaching out there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I it's Taylor, do you think it's a place or like a world between world? Like do you think it's a physical place or do you think it's like mm, No, I think it's I think it's something that the father has created. Like I don't think it's actually a planet because there's no there's no animals, there's no life on the planet. There's just there's a lot of um like foliage, like plants and stuff, but as the as yeah. the seasons change every 20 minutes and like the, there's no sun on this planet. I don't know where the light is coming from. There's no sun here, but there's light. Um, there's mm-hmm. season changes. It's like crazy thunderstorms at night, like dangerous. I don't know. I think it's a bit of a, like, if you look at it, it's kind of like when Luke said, like, what do you see around you? And like Ray reaches out and she feels balance, like death and life and peace and baby chicks and everything. Um, and I think it's kind of the same thing. Just everything's just amplified. So like we with yeah. our non-force powered senses can see all of the changes and stuff as they're happening. Cause it's so strong here. Um, because I do, I think the father has made this like, as he says, it's like a prison for his children and he loves his children, but he knows that they are so strong in the forest. Their family's so gifted that he, they could literally tear the fabric of the galaxy of the universe. Um, so he has them locked here and he said that this is the decision that they made. So they did come from somewhere else. They haven't always been Mm. here. I'm like looking at the little lines that he says. So, I mean, we know one other planet that has 
you know, mm. the father and the son and like a destroyed daughter uh, <laughs> statue. So maybe they came from a different galaxy. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's an actual planet. I think the father has like made this place and it's like, I think it's like partially in their minds in a way. And because yeah. no time passes and they're gone either. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm but then at the same torn. time, like their ships like exploding and stuff. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of torn. How how this is going to work because like there's I think there's some stuff we'll talk about a little bit later that tied into Peridia like background yeah. stuff, but nothing like none of that stuff like you talked about Taylor where as the as the days are changing everything's dying at mm-hmm. nighttime and then everything comes back to life in the daytime and that weather and that I mean obviously that probably would have been impossible to do um, on the yeah. volume and for <laughs> actual live action but um, some other things so I think yeah I I could see it being both. Um, but then, mm-hmm. uh, so they get off their ship and they kind of see what's going on. And Anakin can hear, you know, are you the chosen one? And he hears it a couple times and he turns around and there's this, uh, the daughter is standing there. Right. And she's like, you know, are you the chosen one? And he's like, what are you talking about? Cause apparently by this point in the thing, it's not something he still, he believes in quite yet. Um, and then Anakin asks her like, who are you? What are you? And she gives him some stuff. And then she says, we are the middle, the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the first thing that really caught my eye because what is Balin looking for on Peridia? Yeah. He says it out loud. He says, I'm looking for the beginning. Oh. So I'm like, whoa, you know, is that the reference? Know, he wants to change that cycle, the reference. He's obviously referencing the ones, the Mortis gods. Um, the ones, yeah. So I just don't know, like, you know, that's kind of like what we're talking about with this, like, where is this all going, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, what do you guys think about that? Like, I wasn't sure until I watched it. And I about jumped out of my chair when she's like, we're the middle, <laughs> the beginning and the end. And I remember him saying, you know, we're looking for I'm looking for the beginning. So, yeah, yeah. that's there's, so cool. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a link there. I think something else as well that doesn't get mentioned that gets overlooked because it's something I noticed. What you, what you were saying as well, Taylor, is obviously you don't see the sun, like you don't see the season. You see the seasons change, so to speak, every twenty minutes. But I'd yeah. be interested to know what the time frame was for them landing on Peridia to leave them with Thrawn on that ship, because we don't really see a massive change. Mm. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, right. I don't. Th- I like don't Hera think still a... has her crew and yeah. stuff. There's no like. I'm pretty certain there's no scenes in the dark. They're all, it's always light. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Do you know what I mean? There's no... Yeah. I can't even remember mm. seeing the sun or anything like that in the sky in Ahsoka. Mm-mm. No, I have yeah. to go back have, like, a fire so, at night or anything the, like that? The, the, well, the end scene is at think, there's, no, there's no night time on Peridia, on Ahsoka, whatsoever. But if... At the end, the very end, there is... With uh, Anakin's Force Ghost, that was nighttime, I think. Yes. No, no, uh, I have to go back. But no, I think they're like, the leading up to that. Yeah. So, so I think I think there's, I think there's references in there, and it makes sense mm-hmm. for Peridia being um, shut off from the galaxy, so to speak. Like you're saying, maybe it's maybe that not the planet was made, but like there's some sort of simulation there for keeping the the, the brother and sister apart from from the universe, so to speak. So it's like a, a planet prison for them. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a straight, yeah, it's a strange one, especially as well with all the Purgles dying there. Uh, Cause obviously they've got some mm. sort of power as well. You know, this, there's a lot more that meets their eye with that, with that planet. I think, uh, but I'll be interested yeah, like to see where it goes. Just choose a planet just because, you know, yeah, they're drawn to yeah. it. I would assume for some reason or another. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's a great place. We could probably come back and revisit that for a whole show sometime. Um, yeah. They go adventuring. The daughter's like, "I'm going to take you to the one who can answer all your questions." And she's the father. They're on their way. They're hiking. Yeah. Um, and then the, you know, of course, Kenobi says, "You know, let's not get separated." And what happens five minutes later? They get separated. They get separated. <laughs> um, so Ahsoka, or Ahsoka and Kenobi get separated. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and then Anakin and the daughter get separated together. But then she leaves him. Um, yeah, they all, like, it seems here. like everyone gets split up and then the brother shows up for the first time and uh, voiced by Sam Witwer, I believe. 
right? Yes. Yeah. I'm almost yeah. positive. And you can hear like hints of Maul, hints of the Emperor uh, coming through <laughs> sometimes. It's pretty cool. But, um, you know, he shows up and they, you know, they both pull their lightsabers on him and he just makes the lightsabers like just basically makes the, you know, the weapon just disappear kind of. And I was like, I was like, whoa, because they say they're godlike and even Filoni says godlike, you know, they call them the Mortis gods, but I'm not sure if Star Wars calls them that. Um, just super strong force users, but um, I thought that was pretty impressive. And then, of course, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about those two scenes. And the next, um, what I kind of wanted to talk about too is Anakin's going towards us and he sees this monastery and he wants to get to it and it has this yeah. light shining like up high and that looks just like it looks similar to the light that Balin sees at the end of uh, Soka episode six or six or eight, eight, six, right? Or eight, six, uh, no, eight, 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 eight episodes. Eight. Sorry. Yeah. I forget yeah. how many my brain's getting confused. I have so many notes here, but um, well, the but yeah, brother so is the brother. Sh- yeah. Go ahead, Taylor. No, I was going to say the brother is the only one alive, but they're not. They all, they all died at the end. All of the ones. Right. So it's like, I don't know who's who's living up in that tower over there, and and I, well, I thought yeah, for it's... a second like maybe it's the brother living on per- on Peridia, and he's like pissed and hates his sister, so he exploded the mountain that has the sister on it. But when she dies, he's like he says uh, it's ironic. Uh, you are the only one that I actually ever loved, and you're the one that I accidentally killed. So it, he wouldn't have just destroyed her mountain. So I don't know some kind of connection between that. I don't know. Like. Jack, what do you think? So you've yeah. got the brother showing up and you've got that monastery that. Yeah. It all, it all just seems too, um, ironic for me. I think it is the monastery that, that it is looking at. It's, de- it's definitely a hundred percent link there. I think Taylor's well. I don't think maybe that the brother destroyed the mountain, but, Maybe when she died, part of the mountain died with her or something. And the fact with the scene where it basically just takes the lightsabers away, so to speak, or just turns it straight off. And as well, you know, they, they call them the Mortis gods. I mean, if it's their, again, I'm going to say, a tra- if it's their training simulation or it's, it's them only as gods, then they would be self-proclaimed gods, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. It is. It is. A, it is a weird one. I think. So now that we've all talked about how much the Mortis arc doesn't actually make sense to us, we're trying to make sense of it. Um, well, we get Qui Gon appears for Obi Wan, and he says, "This place is both a magnet and an amplifier." So, so now our three Jedi are seeing all of these visions and they're extra powerful and stuff because of what I believe what Qui-Gon said, the place is an amplifier for the force, um, a magnet for all things like for stronger metachlorians, force, etc. So Qui-Gon appears for Obi-Wan and he asks questions that he already knows the answers to. Did you train the boy? Well, Yes, and in the Obi-Wan series, Qui-Gon says, I've always been here, Obi-Wan. You just weren't ready to see. So is this the point where Qui-Gon starts always being there? Or is he just trying to start conversation with Obi-Wan? Like, oh, did you do what I asked you to do last time we spoke? Um, And then he, and then Qui-Gon explains to Obi-Wan that there's three really strong force users here that seek Skywalker. So they want Anakin and it's not safe for him to be here. So Qui-Gon right there is like trying to help Obi-Wan right away. And Obi-Wan's like, what are you talking about? Okay, Ahsoka, we need to get out of here. I think Anakin's in trouble. (laughs) And then uh, Anakin, we go to Anakin who's having a dream and uh, who does he see? Who, Who wakes him up? Is mommy. His mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she wakes him up and she like touches him. She's like hugging him. So it's not just that he, um, he's not just getting like a force ghost, like, or, you know, he wouldn't because it's Shmi. But she's like there hugging him and stuff, like physically there. Um, and she says, You are more than a Jedi. 
where's your pain? Tell me, where's your pain? Like she's trying to be all motherly and he's got his lightsaber out. Like, who are you? My mother's actually dead. And then he admits to it, her also to himself that he has so much guilt in feeling the, the rage and the revenge that he got when he let her down, when he failed as a Jedi quote. Um, so his guilt is that he feels terrible that he killed all the Tuscans, but that he was like happy about it at the time. Like he felt good about killing them all. So, yeah. And then she says yeah. that, she, and then she says that Padme is not, uh, not his future, not his destiny. And that she's just a poisoner. And then she just goes nuts. And then Anakin, they all go nuts. So <laughs> yeah, good family reunion. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what I'm saying about, I think it's like some sort of psychedelic, um, trip or like a yeah. simulation because even the thing with the lightsabers is obviously they use the lightsabers straight away they rely on the lightsabers straight away so i think it mm -hmm. feeds on their emotions and also when they see the brother the first thing they think is fear so losing the lightsabers straight away it, it feeds on that it's gone the thing with quagon jin i don't think any of these visitors if you like are the actual people that that we see I think it's just, I think it's just the character's thoughts and feelings. Like again, Obi Wan having the, the the guilt of he's lost his master, he misses his master. Again, it's the light of the good side of that Mortis playing on him. Exactly the same with Anakin Skywalker. This Mortis thing feeds on your emotion. It lets you see what you want to see to a degree, but then twists it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know, because I was, yeah, my thing too is like at the end of this three series arc, you know, they all wake up in the ship. I know we're kind of spoiling things, but we kind of have to to talk about everything. I wonder mm -hmm. how much they remember moving forward. I know that he doesn't remember, and I don't want to give it away, but I know Anakin doesn't remember one thing because the father takes it away from him, yeah. right? But how much of their of their being there do they remember? Like, does Ahsoka remember what's about to happen to her? Because all three of them get, you know, they get their ghost visits. Um the Qui-Gon thing I was confused by a little bit too because like like you said both you guys said like is that really Qui-Gon like cause, and I also said is Qui-Gon the one who told the ones that Anakin was the chosen one like he dies right he goes and he's obviously one of the first Jedi to be able to do what he does and come you know use mm -hmm. the living force is he the reason that the ones know about Anakin right did he Ooh. tell them hey like we have the chosen ones here and so there's making a plan or sitting there waiting for him. Um, and then, like you said, too, so there's that aspect of it. And then you have the brother shows up as Shmi mm -hmm. trying to trick Anakin. And then he yeah. talks about, you know, your guilt does not define you. And that and that ties back. And that's one of the two tie-ins I saw to the quote, you know, balance is found in the one who faces his guilt. So it really mm -hmm. kind yeah. of is the forefront of this whole thing. So they're trying to get Anakin to face his guilt about the things he's done. And the yeah. father really tries to get him to face the guilt. So, yeah. And then, of course, <laughs> it takes us into uh, Ahsoka. She sees an older version of her. Almost looks like Shark, uh, Shock T, right? Yeah. More like I Shock saw, T. I saw Shock T. That's what I thought it was. Because, um, like, she doesn't even look yeah. like that now that she's that age. <laughs> and she goes, yo, that's what I think, too. So the older version tells her, uh, you know, seeds of the dark side have been planted in you by Anakin. And that's another yeah. connection. Thrawn says, you're how much like your master are you? You know, yeah. at the end of the episode eight. And so now I was like, oh, my gosh, because, you know, look, Dave's I mean, he knows this stuff. And I mean, obviously, he wrote this stuff, but, you know, he's coming. He's coming here and grabbing all this information and he's plugging it into this Ahsoka series. And, you know, mm -hmm. Thrawn's last comments are kind of snarky about, you know, how much like your master are you? Like, you know, is there a dark it's side got, to you? It's got to leave a mark. That's what he said. During yeah. She's like, <gasps> so. <gasps> yeah. So I thought that was a pretty cool. Um, you know, all three of them had a pretty interesting, you know, whoever they were. I kind of think it was like the mother, or not the mother, the the daughter who was like kind of seeing, uh, Ahsoka, and then the father was talking to, was cocking as Qui Gon, and then of course the brother was talking, or the son was talking as mm -hmm. uh, as Shmi, I think, because each one of them kind of has their own connection. personalities too, yeah, even so. But I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting. And I want to know how much of like that conversation Ahsoka remembers at the end. Cause she has a, she has a rough time. 
you know, she, episode. Oh yeah. So, I was going to so, say she doesn't get her memory wiped, but it might be. Yeah. As I say, cause I mean, how much does she remember from what happens to her in uh, episode two? But, um, gosh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting that that was there and that tie in. Like I, again, I know I've said it, I say it a few more times as we go through this, but the tie-ins from all the things that happened in the Soka series and this mm-hmm. three series arc is, is insane. They're all and bad. the rebels and the Just two rebels overlaps. episodes as well. Yeah, they're in. Yeah, which the, I did not uh, have time to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I have a I have a question: Is the father a Bendu, or is the Bendu Ooh. the father? Like, because he's the one in the middle, right? Because yeah. the father's not necessarily a super nice dude. Because he does some, I think he does some shady stuff, right? Yeah. And the bend, you know, but that's like he's the light and the dark. He's the balance. Is he the first Bendu? Is the Bendu a reincarnation of the father? Um, so thoughts wow. go Taylor. <laughs> well, the Bendu said that he's like older than anybody can possibly imagine. So he would have to be alive at the same time as the father. So then the father would have to be in two places at once. I think that the galaxy just has different types of force users and different convergences in the force. And I think that um, these two different godlike force wielders um, are separate. But I think they both kind of have the same... You, like there's so much there's so many similarities there like he is the balance he is the middle the one in the middle you know and he's so powerful and that's a really good one who asked that question i did oh i thought you said that was like i thought you said that was <laughs> no oh, no we're I, gonna ask our... when i when i was watching it i was kind of like is he the bendu like he's the one in the middle you know that's he awesome. has very similarities because at first i was like I was like, well, no, he's the balance. But the, I, I rewatched these twice. I went through it once, just watched him the second <laughs> time, took all my notes. And I was yeah. like, man, the father's kind of a jerk. And so was the Bendu. The Bendu was kind of a butthead. You know? <laughs> they kind of have to so, be, though. <laughs> um, because they could, do, they could do whatever they needed to keep the balance. And so I was kind yeah. of like, maybe there's a tie in there. Maybe I'm reading into it because I love the Bendu. I want, yeah, I want more of the Bendu or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but um, I don't know. Jack, what do you think? Bendu, but, the father, is, it, is there a correlation there? Or is it like Taylor said? Each yeah. Week, there's lots of things. I think as well, uh, like I keep saying about the, the Mortis thing, I think the father is the son and the daughter. I think they're just, um, again, like, how can I put this? Like fake visions or or projections of himself. Extensions so he, of himself? That's it. Yeah, extensions so it's, of his good mm. and bad side. And I wouldn't be surprised if, let's say again, this is a super long game, if five or ten years down the line, we come across a sort of high council of the force, which is the Bendu, Mortis. I don't think the the, the son and daughter would be something, because I think they're extensions. I think there's going to be like powerful force users around the galaxy, or galaxies, that, that sort of nurture the force. Very cool. That'd be sweet. I like so you're that saying, idea. So the religious undertones of the father are even more so than what we thought, because you're saying let's like like the Holy Trinity, basically. Right? Yeah. So he's like everything extends from him. It's really his internal battle. Yeah. Yeah. Think about high. it, because he's letting the dark side take over him, yeah. and then he kills the light side in himself, and then he tries to kill the dark, but he actually kills the light, and then. And then he kills the dark himself, and he kills himself. So, so I, I ah. think it's all like I think it's all extensions of him. I think that the Mortis is is him, is 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 like the father. But then with yeah. Balon saying that he's searching for the beginning, I think then maybe on Peridia then there is. I think we're going to come across something that's going to. There's going to be some sort of. I can just picture it like a high a high council, some sort of secret council or a set mm. that's neither good nor bad, but. But like, like I say, is powerful with the force. That has to yeah. be. Yeah. Do you think we see something like that in the Mangold movie? You know, he's going to be twenty five thousand years ago. It's going to be the start of the force. Is it going to uh, be those people who split up, or do you think it's going to be something that as the force gets stronger? Does that makes sense. Uh, yeah. You know I mean, I think the building blocks are going to be there definitely. I don't think we're going to see everything at once because I think again, especially with Star Wars. 
But look at the revenue it's generating. They've got to keep this going as long as they can. You know, it's, this is yeah. going to get. It's probably even get wrapped up in our lifetime. This is something that's got to keep going and going, yeah. going and going. You know, and now they've just opened up another whole universe. Universe, you know. And when we get to the end of that one, there'll be another one that opens up. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome that they did the whole galaxy thing because now Star Wars doesn't ever have to end. Like something dies, they can just recreate it. Yeah. You know, for the future. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, All new stories. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot into this. Um, <laughs> moving forward. Anakin finds the father. He has that nightmare. He wakes up. He comes out. He's super mad. Anakin's really mad a lot in this episode. I I always enjoyed the Clone Wars because it always foreshadowing his fall, and yeah. this yeah. does it beautifully. Um, but he comes out and he starts arguing about uh, with the father about going and taking the sun down and all this stuff. And the father says, "Too much dark or light would be the undoing of your life of life as you know." <laughs> Sorry, I'm starting over. Yeah. <laughs> the father says too much dark or light would be the undoing of life as you understand it so like he has to have that balance um there's a lot of references with the clone wars and what's happening with the daughter and the son but um and then it kind of and I'll, I'll set the scene and you guys we can talk about a little bit more so they come down the father wants anakin to replace him as the middle Mm-hmm. All right, so he's like this. He goes, just take this one test, you know, and then I'll know if you're the chosen one. And he's yeah. like, I don't want to take your test, blah blah blah. But they end up taking the test anyways, and all of a sudden, the son and the daughter come flying in as their creatures. I mean, I think she he looks like a bat, and she looks like a hippogriff from Harry like Potter. Griffin, they come, <laughs> yeah. They come flying down. He has Ahsoka, and they have. Kenobi and one of them's got to die so only Anakin can choose he's got the whole Spider-Man uh you know scenario who you're gonna save (laughs) and then and then uh Anakin just goes Anakin Kenobi tells him you know this planet is the force use it and then Anakin just smokes both of them basically yeah you will let them go he doesn't have to choose he could he completely can control them both he just all of a sudden closes his eyes and it's just like all powerful so then that is the test that his father wanted can he control my crazy children (laughs) (laughs) babysitter approved yes you got it anakin skywalker the best the best and the worst babysitter out there (laughs) what do you guys think so he takes them and he just he does you know he turns them back to their mortal features drops them both slams them both he has them both bend the knee to him i mean he's in charge yeah. He's sitting there waiting to become the father, basically. So what do you guys think? Yeah, nah, I, uh, I think it was very cool. You can hear Darth Vader music in the background. He's so strong. Um, even Obi-Wan is like, oh my gosh, like he is so strong. Like even Obi-Wan's like, even like, oh my God. And It'd be terrifying, uh, I think. Yeah, and and Anakin's like, no, I don't want this job. I don't want to watch your children. Like, I'm not going to stay here. I, I, and he's like, but you're the chosen one. You, you have to. Like, nobody else could control my children unless they were the ones that were going to take over for me. It's like, sorry, nope. <laughs> and then they think they leave. Think. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, what do you think? Yeah, for me, it, like I keep saying, it just it just seems like it's all a dream. It's it's again seeing the emotions or like the dreams and the nightmares of each individual. And I think the more powerful the Force user, the more powerful these dreams are. These dreams actually are because you see all the way through Clone Wars how close he gets to Ahsoka, and then obviously he does have a bond with Obi Wan Kenobi. So his nightmare would be losing them both. You know, and you get to a point in the dream that you don't want to lose them both. And then you've got, on the outside as well of, of Mortis, you've got people keep telling them about keeping his emotions in check. You know, we got told it straight from the very first, from uh, Yoda and Mace mm-hmm. Windu having a go at him. So that's always playing on in his mind. But for me, it just all falls into that category of that psychedelic trip, mm-hmm. that, that, that dream state, you know. And I think we're just seeing the dreams of these characters yeah 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 that's yeah i mean anakin has a rough time like the more you dive into it and that's what i love about the clone wars is 
how much they, you know, just because I know like you sit there and you watch Revenge of the Sith, everyone complains about the writing and how he changes and stuff. But <laughs> man, the Clone Wars just you almost have sympathy for Anakin by the fall by his fall because of yeah. everything he's been through and, and tortured and everything like that. Um, the father kicks them both out, kicks everybody out except for Anakin. He tells them, you know, hey, I'm dying. I need you to stay here and keep my kids here you know, protect the galaxies, protect mm-hmm. the universe. And Anakin's like, nah, I got a wife, <laughs> you know, I got all this stuff. Um, and the father says to him, this is like one of the last things that the father says to him is leave and your selfishness will haunt you and the galaxy. Um, and then it kind of flashes out from there because they're getting ready to leave. They're getting ready to fly off. And the background on the monastery, so the monastery is sitting in all these mountains. And as I paused it real quick and I'm like, that looks exactly like what Balin is seeing staring off into the sunset because there's that beacon above the monastery and there's all these mountain ranges everywhere and I'm like I'm telling you like I think he's kind of like overlay the two of them and it would be exactly what he's seeing so I think where Anakin and Obi-Wan and, and Ahsoka were I think is a temporal like yeah. world between worlds kind of place but I think that it exists maybe on Peridia because it was a different galaxy and they kind of well- Almost and think like about Luke Skywalker that, that yeah. from from uh, from the the Last Jedi kind of projects it to them and pulls them into it. Maybe so I don't know. Well, there's no animals on Peridia either, right? Like there was no well, animals. The, the Noti and the Howler, oh, yeah. the Howlers and the right. Noti, but that's all that you see. Mm. There's nothing else that you see outside of that. But I mean, you know, who knows for sure? But yeah, I mean, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, reference taylor i like that i don't know there's so much to unpack i mean this is one episode (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i just you know you sit there and you feel for anakin because he talks about you know your selfishness is going to do this and everyone's like jack said he's being pulled from every direction it's no wonder any normal human being would have snapped any yeah. sentient being would snap at all the directions. You're being pulled, the pressure of being the chosen one. Um, he kind of knows he is now. Like, there's no turning around from it. Like, he's proven it. Yeah. Kenobi knows he's the chosen one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, just, you know, you guys want to recap the season or the episode? I don't say season. <laughs> it feels like we talked about a full season here. <laughs> but. Yeah, happy day. So I think with Mortis, there's just so much to unpack and literally go through. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to hear um, the explorers' uh, comments and thoughts as well. Uh, so we'll probably continue this another time. And again, it'll give you, the explorers, time as well to let us know your thoughts and opinions. Let us know what you think the Mortis is. Is, like Jimmy's saying, is Balon pointing to uh, the beginning? Um, let us know your thoughts on the episodes as well of the Mortis and the Clones Wars. Again, reach us out on the socials, explore the force on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, every other social media platform out there, YouTube as well, don't forget. Um, yeah. And yeah, I know this week we have a question from one of the explorers. Uh, so, Jimmy, what have we got? Here we go. I'm going to play this. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> What's up, Darth Dan 316 here. I have a question for you. If you could only bring one to Disney Plus, which would you rather take? Would you rather take a What If series with six episodes, 45 minutes each? Or would you rather take a one season Clone Wars live action adaption? Would love to know your thoughts on that. All right, Danny's a big, uh, Danny's a bit, very big Marvel fan, loves What If. Star Lord's one of his favorites, but he's also a big Star Wars guy. He's gone to lots of uh, uh, things with me as well. But he had this question. He wanted to hear what you guys thought because I know he and I have argued about this at length. But so I'll let <laughs> you guys start a what if series with Star Wars or uh, a live action um, Clone Wars. Go oh ahead, my Taylor. Gosh. You dive in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I love canon stuff. I love when everything like matches up and fits together, and like all the different books and like TV series, and everything just comes together as like as canon. So the what if stuff 
kind of, I don't want to say it like turns me off, but it's not what I would jump at firsthand because what I've just watched, oh my God, it's amazing. But it meant nothing because it didn't actually happen. Like, does that make sense? Like, that's kind of how yeah. I would think of the what if. Taylor, I couldn't and agree I, with you more. Actually. Yeah. And I watched all of the Marvel what ifs and some of them were oh, really yeah, good. They're... Like Captain British America, like <laughs> with Peggy, <laughs> like that was awesome. Yeah. But I think about a one season of Clone Wars in live action and I and I'm thinking different planets, separatist planets, uh like so much so much war, um crazy droids that we would actually see in live action and not just in in animated. Like I would love to see these planets like it'd be so expensive and so hard to make like <laughs> Felucia or um, I mean, I guess we've already got Genosis, but like there's, uh, it, the possibilities could be endless. And we did get a little bit of a taste of seeing what everybody looked like in their, uh, Clone Wars gear, which was pretty cool with Ahsoka and Anakin spoilers. I'm so sorry guys, but we didn't see Obi-Wan and I would love to see like Ewan McGregor dressed in that white Clone Wars armor. I don't oh know. I would gosh. love to just, even just one season would be so good. And you know, they wouldn't just do one season. It'd be so popular <laughs> that they would have to do two. Oh. So that's my answer. <laughs> All right. That's solid, Taylor. What about you, Jack? Do you want a what if episode or do you want uh, Clone Wars live action? Jack's going to be completely opposite of me. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a complete <laughs> opposite to Taylor's warmongering. Oh, I love <laughs> what if. <laughs> I think a what if Star would be absolutely phenomenal. What if Mace Windu didn't get thrown out the window? You know? Oh, what this if party's over. What if <laughs> Yeah. What if C three PO and R two never turned up at Tatooine at Luke's homestead? You know? What if Luke was never oh, found yeah. on Hoth? What if Han Luke Solo gets never eaten by a womp rat? Yeah. <laughs> what if what if Han Solo never turned around during the New Hope, you know? I'd love oh, that. I'd yeah. absolutely love that. Honestly, I think it'd be absolutely amazing. You know, there's so many story arcs and stuff like that you can go to. And I think in a way, we sort of... This is, this is a great question for this episode because more if as well is what if. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah, is absolutely. a good one. So we sort of sort of got it. But yeah, he, he sold me as well in 45 minutes long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That would be nice. The season's but worth like forty-five minutes long. Yeah, that would be cool. But um, it wouldn't mean anything. I don't see, care. That's where you you both <laughs> got me. I thought I was like definitely on Taylor's side. I only have like one. One. What if is like if if uh, Obi Wan Kenobi or I'm sorry, if Leia would have made it to Tatooine. It's like I think it's like the, one yeah. of the very first questions I ever asked uh, other podcasters. You know, I think with my first call-ins and things like that was what if, like, what if Leia made it to uh, Tatooine and found Kenobi herself? What would happen in the universe? Um, but man, if I could have, if I could have more of Scarif from Rogue One, and I could have seven or eight episodes of battles like that following some of the uh clone troopers you know if we got fives and all those yeah. guys or you know oh. one of the groups i you know like a you know a scene from solo when they're on mimbom mimban sorry um you know the stuff that we've seen that we saw in ahsoka i would that would be i would be hard to pass up you know, you know i don't even talk i mean i wouldn't even need jedi to be in it i don't think just like a, a military <laughs> style but you know, you throw in a couple Jedi, you throw in Hugh McGregor in Clone Wars uh, gear with you know yeah. his Jedi robes and his in his armor. I would be hard to pass that up, and I think that <laughs> Disney would become. They probably are the wealthiest you know company in the world, but they'd be they'd be taken over the universe with the money they'd rake in from uh, a series like that. <laughs> so I guess I wouldn't mind the what if. I'm I'm kind of with Taylor though, like. I like the story connecting and I don't like, I mean, I don't super enjoy like, well, what if this happened or what if that happened? But if you give me the canon, you give me some stories that happened and it all ties together and drives the story forward. And it's a wartime, you know, like those scenes I discussed, I would be all in for that. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Thanks Dave, question. for that question. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, really good. So, um, like Jack said, we have <laughs> we had planned on diving into all three episodes of uh, the Mortis arc, but you know, the more we dove into it, the more we saw. We're hoping that you guys give us some information. You give us some questions. You give us something to think about. You know, talk to us about what we missed in episode one uh, yeah. of it. To tell us what you think about episode two and episode three. We'll release some questions out there. You can get to, get to us on all the social medias. Um, so, and someday Jack will be back in a country with good internet. That will be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive into all of it. But, um, you want to take us out, Taylor? Well, thanks for listening to us this week, guys. Ramble on about, uh, you know, Clone Wars animation TV shows. But it's so great. Um, but from me, for light and life. Beautiful. And from me, rebellions are built on hope. Oh, very good. And for all three of us, we have spoken. See not you guys next week. A lot. <laughs> we, have, we have spoken a lot and not well sometimes. So, all right. <laughs> please, please tune in next week. No, please, 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 please. <laughs> all right. See you May guys. May the force be with you.